1: You are listening to Absent minded brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com.
0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Habsent-Minded. With Christmas comes something extra spectacular, the World Union Championships, and the European contingent of Eyes on the Prize is back with you to give you a preview of what we think about the World Junior Championship. And for once we're in the same country, Anton, welcome to the pod. Thank you very much, Patrik. We go uh, group-wise, and in the first group, Group A, we have Finland, Switzerland, Sweden, Slovakia and Kazakhstan. If we look at this group from the bottom up, um, I would assume and, and I would have to think that... Uh, even if Kazakhstan has gotten closer to Slovakia, I don't see them breaking the Slovakia spell just yet to to avoid the relegation battle. What do you think, Anton? Uh,
1: well, I wrote the uh, the preview about Kazakhstan, so you know that that is my team that I will follow in this tournament. Um, they have very little intriguing about them. Uh, they are, you know. They, they they are a team built on uh, all, on a solid foundation because most of the players come from the same junior team um, in Astana, the capital. But they have nothing really going for them that could eventually uh, challenge Slovakia for the fourth seed in that group. What what I can see.
0: No, and the Slovakia has the. You have to assume that, in in some ways, that Slovakia will play a couple of home games, and especially the one against Kazakhstan, where uh, it's it's close to Slovakia. People, it's the Christmas break. People will go over. The question in that case will be: with a one-off game that is so important, can Slovakia stand up and actually deliver on that stage? You'd have to think so. Um, the the youth program in Slovakia is getting better. There are still a lot of Slovaks going abroad to to see uh, to to learn the hockey trade uh, somewhere else. But I actually think that uh, Slovan Bratislava going back into the Slovak Extraliga has benefited ice hockey internally in in Slovakia right now because now it's one league again and there is not oh everyone wants to play in the Slovan in order to play in the KHL and be visible to others. So so I think this. Uh, will will benefit Slovakia long term. The question is if it will benefit them this this tournament. But but Slovakia should make the um, the 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 last playoff spot and will face the top seed in the other group that will that is more of a hornet's nest. But we'll get to that later on.
1: Then. I am undecided
0: about Finland. I'm actually having them third in the group.
1: Well, Switzerland was a good team last year, so we shouldn't underestimate them. And we've also seen with Finland that they are either... What was it? The last three medals they've taken in the WJC has been gold. And then they've completely fallen, fallen over uh, the other times. So, I mean... It's completely possible that this is one of the years where they will struggle a little bit. But when we speak about the the one
0: thing that makes me wonder a little bit about Switzerland is the Switzerland program is very good. But also the lost Christian Wilwin has gone on to coach uh, Davos in arguably the most beautiful hockey arena in the world. But in the top division of the Swiss national league system NLA. He he was a very good coach he could motivate his players he built teams that stood up for each other he was tactically astute and i think you know this is the question mark that lingers over switzerland when i compare it to finland finland has the tradition finland has players that can step up but switzerland is more of an unknown but the way they played last year and and actually gobsmacked Sweden in into you know a pulp uh in in the quarterfinal, and and the whole of Sweden was shocked but but they have the potential and i think they will outperform finland this year because finland has this uh, team that is a little bit nondescript if that's the the world i'm looking for um and i think that is what it's going to come down to that uh and i think was it Anton Lindell that is injured right now?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know if he has uh, if it has been decided yet if he's um, if he's out for the tournament or not because he's not part of the, uh, uh, the final roster but on the other hand uh, there have been some rumors about the fact that he could eventually enter so I don't know about that yet but that's unfortunate. He is uh, their um, arguably best prospect for the 2020 draft, and he would add something uh, quite valuable to this team.
0: Yeah, right now it's just Rasmus Kuperi that is a returning player, yeah. and he will have to really carry the load for this team. Uh, there are some interesting uh, players there. There is Christian Thanos, uh, Arthur and and uh, Patrick Poistola, if i sorry for for any Finnish that are listening right now i'm sorry that sounded good, <laughs> uh, that sounded good. so I'm, I'm i'm i am I, obviously finland will manage um, to to qualify from the group i'm i'm not not it's not going to be like was it 2 years ago where they ended up in the qualification round uh, yes. yes and uh, it's not going to be that bad but i don't see finland going through to make the splash they did last year with they suddenly stood there at the end with, with a gold medal around their neck. A very well-deserved gold medal, let's be honest with that. Um, so so it's a toss-up. Um, if it's a toss-up between Slovakia and Kazakhstan, I also see a toss-up a little bit with Finland and, and, and Switzerland. And uh, that will be a very interesting situation. However, with the defense... ...that the Swedes has uh, gotten th- for this tournament. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, yes. and, and it's a sad thing, in a way, to say it to, to um, about Matthias Norlander... ...that he will probably be the seventh defender... ...because he's not really the seventh defender on paper. But Adam Yining has been named captain. He's been one of the yeah. uh, workhorses that, that Thomas Montaigne has leaned him or built his team around for for two years previously. And he is also the only big, slow skater on that defense because the others uh, are agile, nimble, fast, skilled. and, And it really is a who's who among great defenders that are coming out of Sweden right now. The only one that's missing is
1: Adam Bukist. We basically have uh, six defenders on this Sweden team. Björn foot Lundqvist, Nordlinder, Sandin and Söderström, who are brought up with the Eric Carlson generation. Uh, the fast, swift skater uh, who can basically play all over the ice. And then we have one in Adam Yinning who is more of a classic uh, Niklas Kronwall kind of type. Um, works hard in the corners and, and can uh, body-check someone when it's needed. And he has a bit of a uh, mean streak as well. He will stand
0: up for, for his, his uh, players and he will... Uh, unfortunately, he's been sent down to Vita-Hästen in, in Hockey Sanskian so he hasn't really performed at that level that is expected of him in Linköping. Yep. But I think uh, it will benefit him. And in Linköping, he has taken one or two fights the last year as well. Uh, against bigger players or, or older players at least and he stood up very well And I think Thomas Montien wants that evil nastiness in order to protect Especially two of the young players or three of the young players in in the forward group
1: What well, what do you think about comparing Adam Yinning for Montreal fans to uh, Douglas Murray?
0: I think that's nice to Douglas Murray
1: Okay <laughs> C version of Shea
0: Weber, maybe? Can, can we say that? Because he's big, he's yeah. got a big slapper, uh, he yep. got an evil streak, but his skating is super bad, and his uh, yeah, it's just I I can't really fathom him. I, I'm I'm really surprised he's still in the team, but leadership wise, and 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 the foundation that and the relationship he has built with Thomas Montaigne, I I understand it, but I'm still surprised. But but we've seen when Sweden has gone small and with skilled players, they've been intimidated by Canada and USA earlier. And I think this is what would Montaigne considers as well. He's not playing to win the, the group matches. He's already in the in the playoff games, and Adam
1: Union can be a very important players in those games. What do you think about the fact that Sweden has a pretty, what you say, uh, old team? Uh, many returning players, many players who are in their last year of eligibility. Uh, I'm just thinking for the future. I mean, of course, we have Alexander Holtz and we have uh, Lucas Raymond, who are top prospects for the 2020 NHL graph. But we also have only uh, four players born in 2001 who will be eligible next year uh, as well. Um, So in total, six uh, underagers. Um, I'm just thinking ahead for the future. Do you think Thomas Montaigne has built this team a little bit on uh, too much what you can, <laughs> if you can say experience with 19 year olds uh and not looking forward to to like building a team that can also be a competitive ne- next year and
0: i i really don't think you look into a team and build it for next year in in these tournaments uh when i spoke with thomas Montien last year after the world juniors he was like let's just forget this and uh get on with with preparing for next year so uh, the february february and and april tournaments are more or less you know preparation for for next year's world juniors Uh, it's not like oh getting the old group back together and celebrate a victory or celebrate a bronze medal or celebrate not getting relegated Uh, but it's more the fact that you're already preparing them a year in advance and i remember also speaking about Matthias Norlinder, when he was drafted by Montreal and and uh, Montaigne said yeah we tried to get him onto previous uh, tournaments but he's been injured and I think this is he he's going forward a lot when it comes to this and and this is his way of thinking the question is if Sweden doesn't perform in this World Juniors will Thomas Montaigne be part of the group next year
1: uh, I doubt it uh, because I mean, he, he's, it feels like he's already on the hot seat um, with the tournament last year in in, in mind. Um, so Sweden will have to show significant improvement. I mean, Sweden is a team that always performs well in the group stage. But this year we will have to see. Um, in this group, being, being um, in a group with uh, Finland and Switzerland who... As their main competitors, Sweden should win this group, which should mean that they uh, get an easy task in the quarterfinals. So Sweden's tournament should really begin from the semifinals and forward.
0: And looking forward to uh, to the forward group in Sweden, uh, which undoubtedly will be one of the medal contenders, is as you say uh, some of the best uh, NHL prospects for next year. We got Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond. Will Both will be going uh, top 10. But there are also some very interesting names further down the list. Um, We have uh, Linus Öberg, who is also part of that 2020 draft that has played in SHL for Örebro earlier this season and done quite well. But uh, most intriguing is that um, Thomas Montaigne has taken two former Frenla players that are out on loan. One is drafted, Carl Henriksson, drafted by New York Rangers. Um, a great sentiment. I've seen him a little bit in the under-20s, and, and he stands out very, very well. I, um, I have no doubt he will perform at this level. But interestingly enough is in, uh, Linus Nessén, who is undrafted, much in the same way as Lucas Vedemo and, and Matthias Norlinder was in, in their first year of eligibility. And um, I spoke with Roger by coach of Frelanda, just before uh, I went to Riga, a week ago uh so and he was very adamant that this will be a breakout competition for nasan and he will be drafted next draft in the 2020 draft that so is a guy to be uh, looking out for and also maybe listen to what roger and Barry, uh said in regards to the four for players that is on the team and uh, it's Raymond, uh, Fagimo, Henriksson and Nesean, even if two of them are out on loan. Looking at the group of death, more or less, uh, the group B, um, where I would assume that uh, a lot of you listeners are very intrigued about. Uh, if we start again from the bottom, um, we, we got Germany that should be playing in the relegation round. Um uh, and and it will be uh German hockey is developing and and in a few years, I would not be surprised to see them uh being challenging for medals. They've performed very very well in in the international competitions in in Europe the club competitions and they've also given young guys uh more ice time in the national league they've also given uh, protected them a little bit better some of the worst elements of of what we associate german hockey with the fights and, and old canada style hockey is on the verge of of of, of being uh, taken out of the game and more a more skilled germany is starting to arise and this is for me very very interesting because if you get germany in uh, that's a lot of money in europe yeah absolutely and building on that foundation will 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 benefit ice hockey in general
1: and we and we can see signs of it already now we have had two years in a row where germans have been taken in the first round of the draft um, and both of those players will play uh, in this tournament we have dominic bock who uh, regularly plays for a place in the shl normally um, And we have uh, uh, Movic Sider, of course, the big surprise who went sixth overall this summer to Detroit. Uh, Steve Eisenman's big big long shot.
0: I'm not sure it's a big long shot in in that regard but it it is uh, a very interesting prospect indeed. Uh, It was a little bit of a reach but uh, I think he will be very very well Uh, he will be a very good NHL defender through his career. And I also think that Tim Stutzle will play right yes he will and uh, he uh, is uh, really doing well and um, I would assume he is a uh, he has a first round potential uh, as well so it will be very interesting to to you know continue seeing his progress especially against his international peers and uh, it will be a player to keep your eyes on and that will make it three Germans in the first round three years in a row, and and yeah. that that really shows a trend.
1: Currently, Stitzler is ranked top ten. Um, he's like people think that he will go top ten, top fifteen this summer, and uh, that says something about the uh, like that Germany could actually potentially have something uh, moving forward. Here. Indeed,
0: I, I've just wrote the Czech profile yesterday, and I I'm, I was looking at that defense, and I think it has more holes in it than uh, yeah. Uh, than a Swiss cheese. Yeah. Yes. It's it's um, Hugo Haas is the player to look at on defense, and uh, I'm not sure that he will be able to carry that team uh, all the way as he wants to uh, or or needs to be able to perform at that level. He will not be able to play for uh, for 25 minutes like Alexander Romanov as an example, and. Uh, I think that will hurt the czech republic a lot the czech team will rely on one person only yes and it is lukas dostal that has been incredible in in ilves uh this season he left for finland last year if i remember correctly and made an impact already but this year he's taking his goaltending uh to another level he's uh third best uh, goals against uh, in in Liga at 1.92 and let's be honest he probably have to do better than that in the World Juniors to keep the Czech Republic going deep into the playoffs uh, but, but with the defense he has in front of him I'm not sure that he can but everything relies on uh, Dostal and, and he can carry the team uh, I, I'm not saying he can't but he will be very lonely in 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 that position as a goalkeeper. Uh, the team will play a very dump and chase kind of hockey. It will be um, a fourth line grinding uh, experiment and hope to keep everything going. They have some very very interesting prospects as well. Um, Jenik, who was my favorite before the the uh, last year's draft, the youngest guy on the draft in the draft has played very well in, in OHL. The question is, can he do uh, keep that same level of ice hockey and skill up when he doesn't play with uh, the same kind of skilled players as he does in the Hamilton Bulldogs? Then also, we, we have to mention him, Jan Misak, who is one of the top prospects in the 2020 draft as well?
1: We could assume, uh, based on how the groups are shaped, that uh, the, if everything goes according to plan, Czech Republic will face Sweden in the quarterfinals. Mm. And that will be a test for uh, Luka Dostal, who probably have warmed up playing Russia, Canada and uh, the United States before. So if the Czech Republic wants to advance to the medal games, um, everything comes down to Dostal. But when it comes to, as you say, uh, the offense, uh, we have Jan Misak and we have, uh, guys like, uh, Yenik and also, um, who was I think, now uh, Jakob Lauko, uh, who could have ev- eventually create some, uh, create something on offense.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, you also have to wonder when you face these top teams uh, like Russia, Canada, USA, and, and potentially Sweden, uh, especially US and, and Sweden has very skilled players, fast-moving players, and I don't think this defense can handle it. It's like they're having, uh, uh, at some point it looks like they're having two uh, hot dog stands as defenders. They're unmovable, but they take up a lot of space. And I'm not sure that that it will benefit uh, Czech Republic. They will also have to face the 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 reality that if the game doesn't go their way, will their home crowd turn on them or just leave? It's it's one or the other. And and uh, I love the Czech crowd. They're great, but but. An 8-1 trashing against Russia, uh, same numbers against US and Canada, you start to lose hope. It comes down to, to beating Germany, and we've seen that before, and we mentioned it with Slovakia and Kazakhstan, the best team doesn't always win those games. The best team on paper, the best team on the ice, will win. Uh, then we have the three-way tie, and and I don't know which team do you want to start with.
1: <laughs> uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Romanov's team with Russia. Russia, Russia is uh,
0: it's a very interesting team. I, I I did the preview for this at, at Eyes on the Prize, and they have a lot mm-hmm. of undrafted defenders, and uh, you would have to assume that after seeing the progress of Alexander Romanov, some of those defenders will be gone in next year's draft. Uh, and and uh, I think it it benefits Russian hockey to see uh, the development of, of some of these players like Romanov, uh, Kaprizov, etc. Uh, etc. Et Podzolkin has been you know a little bit uh, mismanaged maybe, but some some of these players in on the Russian team is playing in KHL, which is the second best team in the world, uh, league in the world, and. You know, it's not many of the North American guys that play in AHL. Uh, so, so you have this thing that you know they're gonna be a little bit bigger, they're gonna be a little bit better, they're gonna be a little bit more prepared, but there are also a lot of unknowns. And and uh, I think Russia will will definitely go to the medal round. They might have to to play um, uh, some some tough competition from the other group to do it, but. Uh, In the other group, I only see Sweden going to the medal round and I see these big three, US, Canada and Russia going. So the semifinals in my mind would be Sweden, Russia, uh, Canada, US um, in in some way or another. And and, uh, it will make for an interesting tournament, obviously, but it's a little bit sad to say that this is how it will pan out already uh,
1: two, three days before... The tournament start yeah the, then again who could have guessed that switzerland would have bounced to the medal round last year so i mean there will always be some kind of surprise once you enter the tournament but naturally with that in mind there are four clear favorites in this tournament
0: and maybe bigger favorites than normal let's be honest with that since finland is is, is a little bit lower ranked or between generations this time romanov I mentioned it in the preview. It's it's, it's going to play about twenty-five minutes uh, a game. He did that in the four nations just leading up to this tournament. Uh, he performed very well. Again, it it comes down to the goalkeeper, yes. um, Askarov. I in, love in, Askarov in, 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 I love as- in uh, Russia as well. I love him too, and and uh, I think uh, he. It, it's difficult to take a goalkeeper top ten. But I think he will go top 10 due to the fact that some team is going to trade up to get him. And he was amazing last year in the World Under-18s. Let's remember this. This guy is 19. He can play next year as oh, well. Oh, he, he's if, 17 uh, if, right if he's now. He's still in
1: Russia. Yeah, uh, he's born in t- 2002. So he's, he's almost 17. Yeah, not that's eligible true. for next year's draft. He's born yeah. in June 2002. It, this guy, he's going to be
0: so good. It, it's it's just... It's, it's the next big... Uh, russian goalkeeper uh that we'll have on on uh in in the world at the moment he single-handedly more or less because podzolkin really didn't perform in the under 18s last year and he kept russia in the final and it took a moment of genius from uh Lucas raymond to score the winning goal and 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 get sweden that gold medal but it was askarov's tournament let's be honest with that and and uh Uh, I I think uh, with with Romanov playing about 25-30 minutes a game in front of him, he will be very, very good. And there are some other good defenders on that as well. The question is, for me here, when it comes to Russia, can Podzolkin step up his game internationally? Because he hasn't really proven that he's done it in friendlies, he's done it a little bit in in the under-20s in in, uh, Russia... But he hasn't shown much in in the limited chances he's gotten in in SKA, which is obviously one of the top two teams in, in in KHL. But it's very he needs to he needs to shoulder that responsibility and put some pucks in the net.
1: This was what people were saying uh, before the draft last summer as well. Uh, the problem with Podkaltsin is not that he has uh, that he hasn't got enough skill because he's an extremely skillful player. Many people thought that he would actually be the third player gone only weeks before before the draft that Chicago would actually take him at three. Uh, now he fell to ten, um, and the main reason was like, can he perform on the big stage? How is his his uh, mental side? Is he motivated enough? And all of that. And really, this season has not really been positive in that regard. It, it has continued the same way. You can see, like, you can see the skill set is there, but you can't really rely on. It feels like you can't rely on him for, you know, 20 minutes a game. Uh, you don't really know which pot you're gonna get. And of course, that's okay. He's only 18 years old. But this is a tournament where he could really show his worth, being uh, in a tournament with the best. People, the best players uh, in his age group uh, this is where he should really shine
0: indeed and and um, he's not surrounded maybe with with the same kind of caliber players as, as some of the other teams has but on the other hand when you go that high in the draft uh, you need to become that difference maker he needs well. to step up and take responsibility indeed And um, let's go with USA USA. and another Montreal prospect that
1: everyone, or actually two, right? Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask, do you mean Jordan Harris or Cole Caulfield?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because no one is talking about Jordan Harris. Everyone is talking about Cole Caulfield. He scored against Sweden last night, and let's be honest, everyone is excited about this yes I, I am I am super stoked
1: it's amazing it's amazing to have a guy like that in our prospect pool because he is he is a prospect of the sort that I mean this kind of sniper is not available in every draft and Montreal were able to snag him at 15 that is incredible
0: he reminds me with his release and and shot uh yes a little bit about Elias Pedersen. Peterson has a yep. little bit more hate, height to him and uh, not hate, sorry. Um Peterson has a little bit more height to him and I think that uh that's probably obviously why why Caulfield uh, fell in the draft but seriously uh, Peterson going uh at, at his number is is uh, a question mark right now and I think we'll look back on on Caulfield's draft in a few years and it will be a question mark why, why my team's passed on him as well um there are obviously others that i have thought would be great in in nhl that hasn't really uh stepped up and, and Tolvanen is one of them but 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 uh cowfield he will be there and that smile is infectious so if sweden goes out i'll probably it will be a tie between
1: romanov and, and cowfield about the best smile but I'll Wait, check. can you can you imagine can you imagine like seeing him with Jesperi and Yemi like what joy we will have in Montreal like with those two smiles that is going to be so infectious
0: Romanov's smile from last year's world Juniors was not that bad either so <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: great so so there will be a, a smiling Montreal in a few years, but hopefully at the end of a cup run as well, but right now we're looking for the world juniors and this is, the, the U.S. team
1: is here to win. They are, indeed. Uh, we know for a fact that last year's draft was uh, incredible from a U.S. perspective. Um, I don't know if we had nine players from the U.S. National Development Program going in the first round. At least I know that eight of eight of the players in the U.S. preliminary roster have been drafted in the first round. Another ten have been drafted in the second or third round. Uh, there is, there are 18 players who are legitimate NHL prospects at least. Um, what is surprising, if we look at the absence, um, we have Matthew Boldy, who was drafted 11th overall by Minnesota Wild, who has had a, a terrible season, um, this first season in the NCAA, and he is therefore not, uh, not part of the group. Um, that is uh, if someone would have said that this summer that would be very surprising but we do have a a group of players that uh, you know on the back end last year we had Caden Primo as the main guy in goal now we have Spencer Knight drafted 13th overall by Florida this summer uh, who's had an incredible start to his college career Uh, and then we continue on on the on the backside we have Players like K. Andre Miller, uh, drafted by the Rangers in 2018. He will lead the, the defensive group. We have Montreal pro- prospect Jordan Harris as kind of a, a, a backup K. Andre Miller. Um, then we have guys like, uh, Matthias Samuelson, who, uh, half Swedish and he returns. He was part of their roster last year as well. And we have Cam York, uh, drafted 14th overall, right, with a pick right before Cole Caulfield. And, and then up front is where the, uh, the, big, the big guns are. Uh, we have Alex Turcotte, Cole Caulfield's um, linemate from uh, Wisconsin Badgers. And we have guys like Arthur Kaliev, who leads the OHL in points this year. Um, guys like Bobby Brink and John Beecher. Oliver Wallstrom, who's already up uh, and have played a few NHL games with uh, the New York Islanders. Uh, probably mostly part of the AHL group there and uh, then we have Trevor Zegras and uh, Nick Robertson and Shane Pinto and there are a lot of guys to like in this US team
0: yeah and and uh, it's it's, a, it's an insane I, I was sitting here thinking if Sweden and Finland combined uh, and that would still not be half of the population of the US would we would we even get half those numbers in the in in the draft uh, and and uh, but it, that's you. I'm I'm a little bit against saying U.S. national team had this many players because obviously it's a national team. It's built it's built in that way, and 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 it's a very good system. And the U.S. is pushing out some amazing prospects, so it's very well uh, run. Uh, but but you can't compare that to a team like Frelunda or Vekho or, or Helsinki or, or or something like that because. In, in, other, in other countries, the talent is split much much differently. Uh, but US is there to win. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see, depending on, on how the group stage pans out, let's be honest, uh, if we see a final between uh, Canada and the USA, even if it's on the big eyes in Europe. But um, uh, Canada is there also to win. Uh, they have some strength in, in 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 a very even team, I would like to say. Uh it's it's a solid team with not many weaknesses and the weakness you might argue Yeah. And the weakness might be that you don't know which goalkeeper you're gonna have. And and uh you wanna we've seen what a hot goalkeeper can do in many world juniors or, or other short tournaments. And, and you need to find that one very, very fast. And that might be one of the weaknesses. For me, actually, I also have um, Alexis Lafreniere uh, as, as a weakness. Because I haven't seen enough on him. Much like Podzolkin in in in, in uh, the international game.
1: All right. Yeah, that, that stands all for you. <clears throat> Last year, we had Jack Hughes, who had a, a mediocre tournament, we'd say, uh, and the World Juniors. Um, but so, like maybe, yeah. The, the interesting part, really, with uh, I mean, here we have, of course, in Canada, we have both Premiere and we have quentin Byfield, um, who are eligible for next year's draft, uh, together with Jamie Drysdale as well on the back end side. But but it will be interesting to see who leads, who will lead this team. Will it be one of the younger guys, Byfield or Laprenier, because they are. Uh, that and those kind of prospects that people that that actually could elevate the people around them or will it be someone uh, of the uh, one of the older guys like uh, Galandria or Cousins or Valino Um, will be interesting to see
0: yeah and I think actually I saw one list now that that is Byfield ahead of Lafreniere and and I think you know it's gonna it's it's a lot tighter uh, than the first pick has been in in the last years. Uh, so it would be very interesting to see who comes out of this tournament. But um, Lafiniere wasn't played much last year, let's be honest with that. And and he only scored one game in the World Juniors. And I think, I'm, fr- from what I remember from the under-18s, he wasn't as impressive as I thought he would be there either. Six points in, in five games, but he didn't lead Canada to that gold medal that was sort of expected uh, even if Sweden surprised many with their teams and 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 riding a hot goalie long and and Russia running a hot goalie even further in a way, uh, but but it's it's uh, I need to see more from him. I expect to see more from him this year. He's a year older. He's he's he he's been here before. He he is aware of what's going on, even if the spotlight will be on him. I think he will be prepared, but I have a question mark around him and I want to see that become an
1: exclamation mark. Of course. And that is naturally something you want to see from someone who probably will be selected first overall in a draft who is marqueed since he was 15 years old as a franchise kind of guy. Uh, So, of course, you want to see him lead on the ice. Um, That is naturally the one thing that we really... looking forward to because the skill set is there. That is something that we already know. Haves prospects in
0: the World Juniors this year. We got Alexander Romanov uh, representing Russia. It's his second tournament. He was voted uh, the best defender in the tournament last year. Uh, Thomas Montaigne was all over gushing about him and, and how much he hates playing against him because he's on the ice all the time. Uh, but it's it's a very uh, it, everyone will look to him. Is he ready? Can he come over? We heard <clears throat> that uh, Ceska is, is counting on him next year. Uh, they've already started negotiating uh, with with Romanos' agent about a new contract. So uh, this will be probably a coming out party. Can, can it be more of a coming out party than it was last year? But this is. Um, Mark Bergevin stood there and said he will play next year more or less in in NHL and I'm not so sure as I mentioned on the dispatch but this is uh, for for the average fan that doesn't follow KHL as closely as I do I think you will be surprised of how big of a step forward Romanov has taken with playing 12 to 14
1: minutes a game normally in, in, in KHL Alexander Romanov is yeah, it's going to be just uh, wonderful to see. I mean, I hope that he can really uh, build on what he did last year, and, and can he do do something similar this year? That will be just amazing to see. Uh, but he will really this year he is counted on as the leader of the defense uh, defensive group, um, and it will be interesting to see how he uh, how he grows with that challenge. I
0: don't know if they released the captains for for Team no, Russia yet, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, Alexander Romanov is the captain for the Russian. I mean, it, it, it should
1: be really since he plays half half of the game basically on the ice, so it it would be natural for for co- the coach to actually appoint him captain.
0: Yeah, but you probably also take into account uh, language issues mm. and stuff. True. So so you look at it. That way, unfortunately for for the other uh, European defender on on this list, Matthias Nolander, he will be the seventh defender for Sweden. It's clear cut, and I'm not surprised in in many ways when you look at the lineup and and the fact that Adam Dinning is treasured by Thomas Montaigne. Uh, he will get his chance, and he needs to take that chance. I don't wish for injuries, but he will if he can outperform against Switzerland or or. Uh, Slovakia or Kazakhstan uh, when he gets one of those games that he will get uh, and and maybe in that way he can grab hold of, of a bottom two spot on, on the defensive side for Sweden uh, and he his skill is there he's better defensively than many things but I'm not sure he will we will see him
1: that many minutes it's difficult to say. Like I was thinking about that, it feels typically, typically Swedish in a way to to actually appoint. Like if if you have to choose between uh, a swifter, faster, more skillful guy and and a defensive, slow, um, mean streak kind of guy, you'll always go with a safe bet. Uh, I don't know if that is just me being prejudiced about my own country, but I kind of feel like norlinder has so much more to offer in a way than than Jinning, and now Jinning was appointed captain and that is not you know just because norlinder is a habs prospect that is actually because i feel like what he can bring to the team can actually be much more positive especially in a group stage where you have four teams that are significantly worse than you are so why should you have a, a, a slow uh, mean Street kind of guy on the ice when you can have someone who can actually help you win.
0: Yeah, and especially also considering you're on the big European ice rink, where where his skating will come uh, as a beneficial thing rather than than uh, a big guy that can pivot a little bit and and uh, play a maybe more solid defensive game. But yeah, no. Norlander's game is 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 defensively secure but uh, i i think yeah, it's a, back a to a that special... you know forsberg yeah. uh who who was it that was it who was it that tackled forsberg in the world world championships and and he was out for the tournament uh and i think it comes down to that mm. we, we 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 as a country don't want to be intimidated that way so therefore we get one of those guys that that they uh, they know that it's going to hurt if i do something bad again a little bit of old Canada style, mm. we, we're, we're, not, we're not trusting everyone to that, but on the other hand, uh, he will get his opportunity, yep. the question is, can he grab it? I think he can. Um, I he hope does. he can, So, and I hope he gets an honest chance. Then we look to uh, Cole Cowfield, <laughs> we, we, we've spoken about him already, we've spoken about all three already, but Cole Cowfield, we, we finish on a high... Over or under eight goals for Carl Caulfield in the tournament?
1: Uh over. Since they're yeah, especially since too. they're facing like facing uh Czech Republic. Uh, and they're, they're yeah,
0: He can, deep. Sc- he, can he, he can literally score eight goals against Czech Republic <laughs> <Yes>. by himself.
1: <laughs> no, I, I that's,
0: that's how bad uh, that's how good yeah. he is and how bad the defense of, of the Czech Republic is. The question is if Dolstal will, will, will manage to stop five of them or not. Yeah. But because he's that good as well, let's be honest with that. But Cole Cowfield uh, he might very well come away with the with the scoring title in this uh, in this uh, tournament. Uh, he's short, he's funny, mm. and uh, we all love him. Yeah, we love him. And uh, we wish all these prospects a really good tournament. Yes, we do. Thank you for for staying with me for so long. Uh, thank you for for uh, for for being here on the pod, Anton, and uh, from the both of us to all of you listening. Uh, very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. And uh, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. That is Hanukkah. Cool.